Good afternoon, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and today is Renegade Times. Again, I know I pushed one out yesterday. I'm going to shit one out right now. Just because. Um, there are some updates on the Tennessee shooting, which I did not cover. Um, so I'm going to start um, with that. So today is going to be kind of a jumbled sections today with uh, Renegade Times because I have not done... Uh, world news in a very long time so that's going to be towards the beginning and then politics and random is probably going to be jumbled up too so we're just gonna it's going to be a very random episode today all right if you have any comments questions or concerns feel free to click the links down in the description below on how to reach me talk to me even be a guest on the show get yourself some merch to make yourself look good feel good and be good all right also, just a reminder, there's stuff, there was something on my lip, I didn't like that. Anyway, just a reminder, I will not be posting for a week on YouTube because I am in YouTube jail, so just, just remember that. There will be no intros to the sections, because like I said, it's just going to be random, crazy stuff today. Alright? Alright. Okay, first up, of course, is about the uh, Tennessee shooting. Apparently, um, yesterday I had gotten a notification about the... How do you say it? There's just, like, more news coming out of this. Developing news is coming out of this uh, tragedy. And apparently, um, I don't know who found out or what, but apparently the shooter was transgender. Um... It hardly matters. It hardly matters what gender they assume that they are. They killed people. That's the least of everybody's worries right now. There are children that have died, there are AIDS that have died, and I don't really think that we should be putting their gender identity into the mix for whatever reason. That's stupid. But uh, we're going to read this article from Daily Wire real quick. Nashville shooter sent chilling messages to a friend moments before entering the Christian school. The 28-year-old woman who killed six people, including three children, at a Nashville Christian elementary school on Monday sent a chilling series of messages to a friend moments before she committed the act of terror. The shooter, whom the Daily Wire will not name in accordance with company policy, sent the messages to her former middle school basketball teammate, um, Averinia, Averina Patton. Over Instagram, Patton saw the uh, disturbing messages which she provided to News Channel 5 at 9.57 a.m., around 15 minutes before the shooter entered the school. I'm planning to die today. It's not a joke, the shooter wrote to Patton. I'll, you'll probably hear about me on the news uh, after I die. The messages show that Patton pled with the shooter, uh, a biological female who claimed to be a man, 
telling her that she had all she had so much to live for but the killer responded with even more chilling texts my family doesn't know uh what i'm about to do she said uh one day this will make more sense i've left more than enough evidence behind but something bad is about to happen um Patton told news channel 5 that she asked her dad uh what to do and then reached out to the authorities immediately after messaging the the shooter um after phone calls from friends and the shooter's name was released to the shooter or as the shooter covenant at covenant Nash- nashville school sorry um I learned that she was the shooter and that she had reached out to me prior to the shooting, Patton said. My heart is with all of the families affected and I am devastated by what has happened. Officers from the Metro Nashville Police Department uh, responded with minutes, within minutes uh, after the shooter breached the Covenant High School or school. In what authorities described as a targeted attack, a team of five officers immediately rushed into the building and two of the cops exchanged fire with the shooter, killing her on the scene. As the authorities confirmed at a press conference that the female shooter uh, identified as a man. Um, On Monday afternoon, local authorities along with FBI searched the home of the female shooter during the search. Law enforcement said they found a manifesto along with maps of the school drawn to detail, um, included points of entry. The police chief said authorities have a theory on the shooter's motive, but they are not ready to share it yet. I mean, if I could guess, since this person was transgender, they probably grew up in a religious home to where they felt stifled. I mean... I think so. Um, it's no excuse for anybody to go out there and shoot a school, especially re- like a religious school, any school, really. But then again, to me, their gender hardly matters in this case. It hardly matters right now. Let's see. Graphic body cam footage shows heroic police response to Nashville shooting. Warning, this article includes extremely graphic content. Okay, body cam footage released Tuesday showed the quick response of Nashville police officers to the mass shooting at a Christian elementary school Monday morning. So, uh, footage from officers Rex and Engelbert, Engelbert and Michael Calazzo um, showed the team of officers rushing through the Covenant School minutes after the 28-year-old female shooter who identified as a man um, entered the building. Police reached the shooter who was on the second floor of the school building around 10.27 a.m., just 14 minutes after the first emergency call was made. Um, After clearing some of the first floor, Egelbert... Engelbert, sorry, um, is heard telling his partners that it sounds like the shooter is upstairs, Engelbert, and his team of officers raced to the second floor and ran down the hallway as gunfire is heard. At the end of the hallway, Engelbert 
peered around the corner where the shooter was standing and fired multiple shots, dropping her to the ground. Calazo and one other officer then moved on, moved in on the shooter, yelling at her to stop moving and then fired more shots at her and she dropped to the ground as she continued to move and clung to her gun. Um, Calazo and the other officer finally reached the shooter's body, telling her to get your hands away from the gun before he moved uh, the arms away from the shooter's body. Um, no, the firearm, sorry. Um, the 28-year-old shooter murdered three children and three adults at the Covenant School before she was killed by police. Um, Nashville Police Chief John Drake said the shooting was a targeted attack. On Monday afternoon, local authorities, along with the FBI, searched the home of the female shooter and also found a manifesto. We already covered that. Let's see. Uh, police identified the six victims, and they include three nine-year-old children and three adults. According to the Metro um, Nashville Police Department, um... The victims, Evelyn Dyekis, Hallie Scruggs, and William Kenny, all age 9, Cynthia Peake, age 61, Catherine Kuntz, age 60, and Mike Hill, age 61, uh, Kuntz was the head of the Covenant School. Mm. Yeah, there was some hate behind that. There was a targeted attack. But anyway, the Covenant School is a private... Presbyterian school in Nashville Green Hills neighborhood that educates children from preschool through sixth grade. According to the school's website, it enrolls between 195 to 210 students. Wow. We're going to see if we can watch. Well, I'm going to watch it. I have to sign in, y'all. I have to sign in through the browser. <sighs> okay, you know what? Um, I don't want to subject you guys to that type of audio. So, we're done here. Okay. So, this next uh, piece of news is about Pakistan, and Pakistan is one of my um, newest countries that I've been listening, so I thank you guys for that. And uh, this is your little new segment for today. Let me get to it real quick. Hopefully it doesn't... Come on now. Oh, there we go. The IGP provides modern hearing aids to impaired kids and police employees. So, Lahore. Um, on behalf of the Punjab Inspector General of Police, Dr. Usman Anwar, priority measures are taken under the Hamaray Fool uh, project to provide treatment and facilities to special children to police employees um, suffering from various mental and physical disorders. In this regard, the IG police uh, provided modern hearing aids and hearing impaired to hearing impaired children of police employees, while audio therapy has uh, also been started for these children with 
the help of uh, the best doctors. The IGP gave children hearing aids to children of police employees, traffic police, and dolphin force of Lahore at uh, Narawal and other districts uh, and blessed them with love, compassion, and affection. Aww. Uh, He said that RS-180 million uh, has been approved for the purchase of cochlear implants for the uh, treatment of hearing-impaired children, which will benefit these children. Dr. Usman Anwar uh, said that today is a very happy day for the Punjab police that the special children of employees have become able to hear, adding these children of the police employees will hear in a normal way and will become useful citizens of society by uh, getting higher education. The IG police said that when uh, the Hammerayful um, uh, project was started, only four children were registered and now the number has increased by 2,100 children. Uh, he said, if any employee has not registered uh, his special child yet, he should call 1787 to get their special children um, registered so that uh, instant medical support and uh, for treatment may be provided uh, for their children. The IGP said the Hammeray Fool Project will um, provide, I mean, prove that these children suffering from various disorders are not only the children of their parents, but also children of the department. Officers' personnel uh, from across the Providence uh, rewarded. In addition to Dr. Usman Anwar's, um, continues to uh, encourage the officers and personnel from across the Providence with cash prizes, certificates, and appreciation for their excellence and performance. Um, Dr. Usman Anwar uh, distributed prizes worth um, 900,000 and CC1 certificates to 22 officers and officials of uh, Faisalabad uh, region at Central Police Office on Tuesday. So the IGP, while uh, lauding performance of the officers directed to perform their duty more uh, diligently than before, Dr. Usman Anwar said that the officers and officials should continue to perform their duty with hard work and um, conscientiousness to protect the life and property of the citizens, the AIG discipline, um, Ashan yeah, Discipline Ashan Saifula hosted the prize um, distribution held at the Central Police Office. That is actually such a beautiful story. I'm really happy for them. Now, this is another one about children, and I love this. Um, this one's in Guam. So Guam is another country that's been listening, and I thank you guys for that. And um, so here it goes. Officials open child art uh, contest. So the magic-themed flyer uh, released by the Guam Child Care uh, Art Contest announced they are back again and calling all young artists to share their creativity and flair with the community. 
Elementary and middle school students are invited to submit their paintings, drawings, and computer-generated artwork and colored or coloring pages where they can showcase their artistic talents. Young artists are encouraged to participate once again as submissions will be accepted now through April 12th. Um, and calling out this year's uh, contestants in the December 2022 Winners International Artwork are uh, proudly disciplined in the Bureau of Child Care Services website. The Guam Child Care Art Contest have uh, no gave us the opportunity to celebrate our students' creativity, engage them in the promotion of child care, and remind families of the support available as our island recovers, said Governor Lou Leon Guerrero. Um, in a press release. Okay. Uh, by participating, students have a chance to win prizes from specific, I'm sorry, from Pacific Islands Club, uh, Super um, American Circus PIC. Okay. Um, Foci and the Force Deer Tree Learning Center and Art Studio, Run Guam, Natibu Dance Academy, and more. That's actually really cool. And that's the whole article. Wow, that's short, but it's informative. The next world news segment is from a place called Jersey, right off the coast of southern England or Wales. I can't remember. But, um... I was very surprised when this popped up in my uh, analytics. I was like, Jersey? Like, there's there's a country named Jersey. It's an island, but it, it's still a country. But it's pretty cool. Um, so I am going to read some news for you guys. If I can get there. <laughs> this is from JerseyEveningPost.com. Call for review over short indecent images sentence so calls for a review of a sentencing guidelines for sexual offenses after an education official who downloaded hundreds of indecent images of children was jailed for 15 weeks have been echoed by the acting children's commissioner andreas le saint spoke after david gerald berry 60 who served as head of school in improvement was sentenced in the magistrate's court on Friday. In addition to being jailed for 15 weeks, Barry was also given a five-year restraining order to and placed on a sex offender's register for five years after um, admitting downloading 357 um, indecent images of children from the internet. 357. These uh, comprised 353 still images and four videos and belonged in a category um, in category C, the least severe classification. Why is there a classification on child pornography? Why? Mm, see, I don't know how. Jersey works like the Jersey government works. 
But in any case, that child is being harmed. Why aren't you doing something about it? Like that child in those photos, those children in those photos are being harmed. Why is it the least, uh, the least severe classification? I would have to look this up, but, um, the sentence has been, uh, criticized by former children's minister, Sam Mizek, who said it was shameful that Barry was only given 15 weeks. I believe it. I, I, I agree with you. Um, he added he was lucky he wasn't caught with some cannabis because then he might have been given a proper sentence, he said. Um, it is utterly ridiculous that we give such high sentences to people who give small amounts of cannabis or have small amounts of cannabis, but such pitiful sentences to people who create demand for these grotesque images of children which cause children immense suffering. This is not a victimless crime. Exactly. Exactly. Give that guy a trophy or a medal for speaking up like that. That's... Took the words right out of my mouth. Um, Children's and Education Minister Inna Gardner um, has said that in the light of the case, a review of safeguarding measures is taking place, including reviewing of uh, which staff are required to undertake enhanced DBS checks. Um, Deputy M, I'm sorry, Deputy Mezek questioned whether this would make a difference given that Barry had no previous convictions. It should be worse for somebody who just chooses to start doing this. Like, he's had no previous convictions until now. Like, like I said, I, I don't believe that pedophilia just, like, pops up out of nowhere in somebody. It happens generationally. It's something that's happened within their life, within their family, friend group, or even a school, or even their religious organization. It can happen anywhere to where this guy could have been, like, victimized when he was a child... And it has tortured him so much to the point where, yes, instead of getting help, he decides to um, embrace it. And it doesn't mean that just because he had previous, he doesn't have any previous convictions, doesn't mean that he's not a bad person. It doesn't mean that he didn't mean any harm. Like, this is wrong. Point blank and period. I don't care. It is extremely worrying that someone like that ended up in a senior position in education, he said. Oh, he was in education. Yeah, no, he's he's been preying on children for a while. The reason harsher sentences should be considered is because they act as a deterrent and would perhaps be more effective than um, enhanced DBS checks. Miss LeSaint said, um, It was a shock to everyone that someone in a senior position in education had done that. I was notified by the chief officer um, in CIPES, Children, Young People, Education, and Skills Department, uh, prior to the sentencing. She added, I think it is, a, it is a call to review sentencing guidelines for sexual offenses in general. 
We need to ensure that uh, when children or adults are brave enough to come forward and disclose something, that they can be confident um, appropriate sentencing will be given. Um, I would not want to see inappropriate sentencing um, become a deterrent to people coming forward. Um, Deputy Catherine Curtis, who chairs the Children, Young People, Education, and Home Affairs Security Panel, said uh, she intended to look into the sentencing guidelines, particularly regarding convictions of those in positions of uh, responsibility for children. Firstly, I'd just like to say that the children's minister has assured the public that this man hasn't had contact with children in this in his role. Um, however, 15 weeks uh, seems to be relatively a short sentence considering the crime. The thing is, is that predators don't just go and start uh, molesting kids or victimizing children. They wait. They're happy with waiting. They are happy with, you know, getting into the school system, making sure that, you know, he's scoping out the place, scoping out the students who are weak enough to be victimized, and then they make the move. All the while, yes, they come home, they probably slake their disgusting perversions online like this man did, just to get a quick sexual fix while he's preying on the kids locally. Preying on kids doesn't always mean that it, there's something actively going on physically. It means that they are preying on kids. Like I said before, I've said this many times, when a predator or a lion ends up preying on their food... What do they do first? They crouch, they watch, they stay silent, they listen, and then they start chasing. Predators are good at this. And it's disgusting that the justice system, even in Jersey, is very lenient with these people. I had to, uh, I and I expect... Um, most people would expect a longer sentence for someone who is in a position of responsibility for children has taken enjoyment of illegal images of children being objectified, humiliated, and degraded, she added. The sexual offenses Jersey Law 2018 does include in paragraph 19 information regarding offenders in a position of trust, uh, but is solely... But this solely appears to relate to certain offenses against 16 and 17-year-olds. She she continued, wait. So you don't have anything, you don't, I need to read that again. Sexual offenses, Jersey Law 2018, does include in paragraph 19, information regarding offenders in a position of trust, but it's, this solely appears to relate to certain offenses against 16 and 17 year olds she continued so are you saying that any child there's no charges for the victimization of a child under 16 and 17 are you saying that because i really hope you're not with my panel i intend to look into the sentencing guidelines especially considering whether those convicted of the sexual offense who are in a position of responsibility regarding the welfare of children have 
not taken into consideration that they have abused that trust. Uh, this guy needs to be uh, castrated with a blowtorch. So a class C um, offense with indecent pictures of children is non-penetrative sexual activity, which to me sounds like it's uh, pictures of molestation, um, pictures of things that are sexual but that are not penetrative. So you guys, I'll leave that up to you to decide really. Um, it also consists of erotic posing. To me, it is still very gross. It is still very awful because these kids have suffered through this while these assholes were taking these pictures of them. And they are forever scarred because of that. And I don't care if he didn't even take the pictures. He collected them. He's part of the problem. So yes, I believe that he deserves the worst punishment. 15 weeks is probably the worst sentence I have ever heard for a pedophile. You want these people to walk the streets. Okay, so this personality test that I'm about to read and, um, you know, lead you guys through, I'm going to save it on my phone, that way I can post it to um, Instagram, so that way you guys can do it as well at home and listen to me coach you through it. But this is all about choosing a sky, like a picture of a sky, and whichever one kind of like speaks to you, to, like describes your social life. So we're going to do that. So most of them have like a path leading. So number one is like a fork in the road. Th that one doesn't have a sky at all. It just has a wooded area. Number two is like um, a gravelly road with an ocean and a blue sky. Number three I really like is a dirt road with very hazy type of... Um, surroundings and then there's a bright blue sky with a boardwalk number four and then number five is a winding road with a bright blue sky and clouds so now that I've kind of described that with you guys um, like I said if you guys really want to be really in-depth with this and actually take the test like me excuse me I had to burp <laughs> very unladylike I know um, I will be posting the pictures up on my Instagram. That way you guys can pick and then listen to the episode in order for you to figure out which one you like. So mine is number three, but if you guys ever picked number one, here's, um, here's what that would explain. Um, people who choose the first guy often have strong sense of optimism and enthusiasm for life. They tend to be determined and passionate about their goals and are never afraid to take risks uh, to reach and to reach them. Sorry. Uh, they are often seen as the life of the party. The only the, they enjoy being around others 
because they love to share their passion and positivity with uh, those around them. These individuals are ambitious by nature and strive to make the most of out make the most of every day, basically. Okay, number two is um, people who choose the second sky exhibit an easygoing nature and a positive outlook on life. They are often found surrounded by people as they are warm, kind, and welcoming individuals. They enjoy making people laugh, and even in stressful situations, they rarely lose their composure. Uh, These people have great self-awareness, which allows them to connect to others easily. Number three, which is the one I chose. Those who pick the third sky tend to be introspective and reflective individuals. They take time to think deeply about things before uh, coming to conclusions as they prefer to have a clear understanding of sides, of all sides of the situation before making decisions or taking action. These individuals are often seen as wise counselors as they are able to offer unique perspectives on life. Interesting. Um, Number four is um, individuals who choose to who choose the fourth sky, tend to be dreamers with big imaginations. They often have grand ideas about how things should be done, but they find it difficult to follow through with their plans due to their tendency towards daydreaming. These people um, enjoy being creative and using their minds in unique ways. Number five, people who choose the fifth sky usually have mysterious nature and like to keep some things private. They can be quite introverted at times, um, um, preferring time alone to recharge after spending extended amounts of time in social settings. These people enjoy being independent thinkers and can be quite intuitive when it comes to understanding others. And that's it. And that's the whole personality test. I thought that was kind of fun to do something interesting. So, so this is quite interesting. This is uh, in Ohio, and I really wanted to talk about it. Technically, this would be politics, but we're just going to keep it in the random section. Ohio lawmaker introduces bill to observe D-Trans Awareness Day. Um, Columbus, Ohio, an Ohio lawmaker aiming to ban various medical procedures for transgender and non-binary youth um, has introduced a companion bill to observe an annual day of D-Trans Awareness. Introduced by Representative Gary Click, um, The one-page House Bill uh, 113 would designate March 12th as D-Trans Awareness Day. Uh, So, Click told the NBC4 the legislation aims to bring attention to individuals who once identified within the trans community, then detransitioned after receiving gender-affirming care. Four days in, one day out, Ohio District Ups... I'm sorry, that was a that was an advertisement. <laughs> um, 
The D-Transit Awareness Day bill coincides with House Bill 68, Save the Adolescents from Experimentation Act, which would bar health care professionals from providing gender-affirming treatment to trans and gender-non-confirming children in Ohio. Uh, Click argues Ohioans under 18 are too young to make these health care decisions. What the Ohio um, House Bill 113 is, uh, we're just um, simply, I'm sorry, what we're just saying is, uh, let kids grow up. Children are incapable of providing the informed consent necessary to make those very risky and life-changing decisions. However, nationwide children, Children's Hospital, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the um, and other medical major medical providers said gender-affirming care is the evidence-based practice with a proven track record of improving health outcomes for trans youth. Um, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Tell that to the trans male that ended up getting gender-affirming care and now has an infection that he cannot stop. And every month he gets sick. Or she gets sick. That's because gender-affirming care, transitional surgery, okay, is all experimental. It has never been a professional practice. This is something that they have decided to try and legalize in certain states for children for whatever reason. I feel like it's a type of sterilization because I'm going to go back to Behold a Pale Horse because I'm still reading it. I'm not even halfway done. But it does say in this book that the elite has created many different things in order to sterilize the um, the human race, basically. So we have birth control, we have abortion, we have um, the uh, homosexual agenda, we have... Um, transgender affirming care we have um condoms and a whole bunch of other stuff like uh hysterectomies and they don't want us to reproduce this is all about population control this is why the agenda for the youth is so important right now um the whole gender affirming care stuff when uh kids feel like they're transgender or whatever um, they want to be able to get the kids early to where they don't, they're not able to have kids because of an infection from the surgery, the removal of genitals, or what have you. It's all about population control. Probably shouldn't have said that, but I, hey, there we go. That's, that's, uh, how I put that together. However, nationwide hospitals, okay, let's see here. The Ohio Children's Hospital Association uh, previously called the bill a misguided effort that could um, exacerbate harm to the LGBTQ plus youth by denying health care to a population already more susceptible to mental health issues. Oh my god. Um, more than 1.8 million LGBTQ youth seriously consider suicide each year and at least one attempts suicide every 45 seconds, 
every 45 seconds. Why does that sound not, it just doesn't sound right. That statistic doesn't sound right. But according to the Trevor Project, in addition, 93% of trans youth said they have worried about being denied access to gender-affirming care due to state or local laws. Um, Still, Click uh, said that he has spoken to parents concerned about their trans child receiving gender-affirming care and uh, claims the treatment lacks awareness of um, comrade... I don't know how you say that. Comorbidities? Is that a word? Okay, uh, we're just trying to protect people's health and people's um, lives. He said, I don't care how you identify. I don't care what your pronouns are. We're looking at uh, this form of a... This form, a medical aspect. From a medical aspect. Um, and not from a social or culture aspect. Um, a recent poll uh, found 78% of those who present differently uh, from their gender assigned at birth said living as a different gender has made them more satisfied with their lives. Yet one of four trans adults said that they had been physically attacked because of their gender identity, gender expression, and sexual identity, and are uh, more than six in ten said that uh, they had been verbally attacked. House Bill 113 has been assigned to the Ohio House State and Local Government Committee. Committee, uh, yeah. All right, and that's it. That's the whole thing. My opinion on that, you guys know my opinion. I feel like I've been talking about this stuff for a long time. Uh, The reason why I agree with this bill is because, for one, children are underage. They they should not have um, total power over um, making them their own choices because I have seen documentaries of adults who have transitioned when they were younger And, um, it's not cool. It's not fun because they wish they could go back. They really wish they could go back and try again. But since everything has been removed, everything has been transitioned, they can't go back. Um, there are some, uh, trans men that, like I've said, that have gotten infections, um, and they have to live with this disease or sickness that, uh, the surgeons have basically left him with because of the whole thing not being a professional practice. So, yes, I believe that this is a very good thing. Um, Do I believe that, you know, this might hurt the youth mentally that are in the LGBTQ? Yes, but there has to be a line somewhere to keep you guys safe. Thank you all for listening. I will see you in the trenches next time. See ya.